0: The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour.
1: Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour.
0: The natural virtue of veracity, the love of the truth. Truth hardest to come by, perhaps, is the truth about ourselves. At least this is what Don Taylor, script editor for a big talent agency, found out that day his boss, Mr. J. P. Rusk, handed him a television script. I rather like this script by John Denton, Don. Oh, good, Mr. Rusk. I think it's a fine script and we'll round out our current series.
2: Uh, do you know the author?
0: Well, I've talked to him a few times when he called to ask about his story. We've had it a long time.
2: Well, get in touch with him. Tell him we'll buy his script at the usual terms for a new writer. You can have him sign the contract when he comes in for a conference. There'll be a few changes we'll ask him to make. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I'll call him right away.
3: This is John Denton. This
0: is it Don Taylor. Good news, John. Mr. Rusk is buying your script, Faded Glory.
3: Oh. Well, that's fine, Mr. Taylor. Oh, what terms?
0: $950, since this will be your first script with us.
3: That's all right. But is this a definite sale? Because I had a call yesterday from another outfit, and they're very much interested... I told them, frankly, you were holding it, too, and I'd accept the first offer. Oh,
0: yes, this is a definite sale. I'll draw up the contract, and you can sign it when you come in for a script conference.
3: Oh, well, good. Then I'll call the other outfit and tell them the script's been sold. And, Mr. Taylor, thanks a lot. Not at all,
0: Denton. I think you're a fine writer, and I hope you'll sell us many more stories. Uh, come in on oh, Wednesday for a conference, say at 11.
3: Right. I'll see you then. Goodbye. <laughs>
2: Script came in from an old friend of mine, and it's good. I'm going to buy it.
0: Oh, but with Denton's script, we've got our thirteen.
2: Well, I've changed my mind about that story. It'll need considerable rewrite.
0: He's not very well known. But Mr. Rusk, I I called Denton less than an hour ago and told him we're buying his script. Well, he hasn't signed a contract yet. No. I told him, though, if the deal was definite and he could sign the contract on Wednesday.
2: Well, you'll have to tell him there's been a change of plans. Tell him we liked the script, but the sponsor wouldn't go for it. Mr.
0: Rusk, he told me another producer was interested in his story, and he called them to withdraw it after my call. Oh, that's an old gag to get action out of. Puts me on the spot. Not at all. You tell him I
2: overruled you. Took a second look at the story, found too many things wrong with it.
0: Well, if he blows his top, will you talk to him? Oh, you handle it, Don. That's what I'm paying you for. All right. I'll call him right away and ask him to come in just in case there was someone interested in it.
2: I'll handle it any way you want, Don.
3: What kind of a Jeff is this? You call me and tell me you definitely want my story. You, you, you quote a price to which I agree. I withdrew the script from another producer. Now when I come in to sign the contract, you tell me the deal's off.
0: What, what gives, Mr. Taylor? I'm sorry, Denton. I like the script, and so did Mr. Rusk, but, uh, well, the sponsor turned it down. Why don't you look me in the eye? Look me in the eye when you tell me that. Oh, we can't help it if the... Sponsor overrules us on a story. Are you
3: telling me you didn't get the sponsors okay before you called me? Now, I asked you if the deal was definite, and you told me it was. It's, well, it, it's
0: just one of those things, Denton. It, it happens every now and then. Mr.
3: Taylor, you're not telling me the truth, and you know it. Now, I don't know what happened after you called, but I'm not going to take this lying down. I am sending you a bill for $950, and if it's not paid in 10 days, I am taking you into court.
2: What's this, young man?
0: Who are you taking into court? Oh, uh, Mr. Rusk, this is Mr. Denton. He's the author of Faded Glory. I'm very sorry about that script, Mr. Denton. I gave it
2: a fast reading. After taking a second look at it, found it wouldn't do.
0: Well, that's all right, Mr. Rusk.
3: But you should have taken that second look before you called me.
2: Don, give Mr. Denton uh, back his oh, no. script.
3: Oh, no, 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 I don't want it. It's yours. Now, when can I expect your check for
0: $950?
2: You can't expect it. You have no contract with us. I'm certainly not going to pay for a script I can't use. I'm sure with a little fixing up, you can sell the story to some program whose standards are not as high as ours. Well, I hope your program standards are
3: much higher than your business ethics.
2: That'll be all, Mr. Denton. All right. One
3: question, Mr. Rusk, before I go. Would you mind telling me the truth? As one man to another. Just what made you break your assistant's promise to me? Good day, Mr. Denton. Take your script with you. All right. If you won't tell the truth now, perhaps you will in court. When you're under oath, Good day.
0: <sighs> Mr. Rusk, what'll happen if he sues? Ah, oh, you won't. Cost money to go to court.
2: Oh, uh, here's the script for my friend. Needs a happy ending. Look it over. Give me a memo on it, will you? You better take it home with you. I'd like it by noon tomorrow.
0: Come here. Yes, Mr. Rusk. Look. Look what came in the mail. Summons to appear. But that young fool suing us. Uh, Will I have to testify? Well, of course you will if he goes through with it. You'll be the chief witness for us. Mr. Rusk, I did tell him it was a definite agreement.
2: Well, you're not going to say that in court. Now, get my lawyer on the phone. He'll go over the case and tell you just what to say.
0: But isn't an oral agreement binding? He didn't make it with me. I'm the one who has the final say. Mr. Rusk, I think that we're in the wrong. Denton's script is a much better story than your friend's.
2: Don, you're a bright boy. I think you'll go far in this business if you'll forget a few things they taught you in Sunday school. Now, if Denton had signed a contract with us, then we'd have had to pay him. He didn't, and that's that. Now, Kaiser's a smart lawyer. He'll know what to do. Now, just do as he says, and everything will be all right.
0: It's all right, but I'll be cross-examined, and I could be asked some awkward questions.
2: Well, as I say, you're a bright boy. You'll come up with the right answers.
0: Now, get Kaiser
2: on the phone. Yes, Mr. Rusk. <laughs> and his lawyer wants you to go into court and testify to an untruth.
0: Hmm? Yes, Father Terrell. That's what it boils down to. I see. You've talked it over with your wife? Oh, yes. <laughs> we had a terrible argument. That's why I came to you.
2: Well, tell me, how much does this job mean to you, Don?
0: A lot, Father. I got a good raise last month and we moved into a bigger apartment. And Well, we bought a lot of things on time. I'd be in a tough spot if I lost my job just now hmm You think Rusk would fire you if you told the truth? Well, that was the implication.
2: Well, there's only one thing I can say to you, Don, and I guess you know what that is.
0: Yes, I guess I do. Tell the truth.
2: What else can I say? This morning, the subject of my sermon was truth, and how hard it is sometimes to live by it. It's so easy to tell the truth when there's nothing at stake. That's not the kind of truth that tests a man.
0: I know what you mean. Uh, Betty says that I'd be a fool not to do as our lawyer advises. She argues that this will be a good lesson for Denton to learn early in the game and next time to get things in writing. But you feel in your heart that Mr. Rusk is wrong. Yes. In my judgment, Denton's script is better. Mr. Rusk is taking an inferior script to return a favor to a friend.
1: Well,
2: Don, look at it this way.
0: Mr. Rusk can lie if he wishes, but he has no right to ask you to lie for him. But, Father, I just can't afford to lose my job. Denton means nothing to me, but my wife does. He's got a good script. Someone will buy it eventually. He may even get a, a better price for it by waiting. Go
2: on in that vein long enough, Don, and you'll convince yourself you've done this man a big favor by going back on your word. Easy for you
0: to say, Father. You're not confronted with the consequences.
2: Yes, I know. But I'm looking ahead, Don, and I'm thinking of whether you won't feel you've sold yourself out by testifying to a
0: lie. Oh, I don't know what to do. I don't like to lie. No one does, really. But this Betty to consider my job, my future? And what about you? Hmm. I'm wondering if I have the integrity I thought I had, more than I'd like to have.
2: Well, this is the test.
0: There comes a time when
2: every man must ask himself not only who he is, but what he is when he must know the stark truth about himself, when he must decide between what is expedient and what is right.
0: I know what's right in this case. And I also know what's expedient. Good. Which course is it to be, Don? I I just don't know right now, but I'm going to have another talk with Mr. Rusk.
2: Business. Now you've got to learn to be tough. Look out for your own interests, otherwise you go under. This is a tough racket. The sooner you realize it, the better. And the sooner Denton realizes it, the better for him.
0: Well, couldn't we offer a settlement out of court and avoid a suit? Oh, what do you think? I'm
2: crazy. I'm not going to let some young writer shove me around. He won't stand a chance. He hasn't had any money. He's going to act as his own lawyer. Kaiser will make a monkey out of him. We'll make him wish he'd never started anything with us.
0: But suppose he asks me about that telephone conversation.
2: You say he misunderstood. You tell the court we were interested in his script, we had several others under consideration. We naturally
0: picked the best. What about the contract I told him we'd draw it for him to sign?
2: You'll say it was conditional that if his script was selected, we'd have him sign a contract. That's the thing to remember. We didn't offer to buy his script, only that it was under consideration. Oh, we admit it was a fairly good script. We might have bought it if the other hadn't turned up.
0: I don't like it, Mr.
2: Rusk. No? You like your job here, don't you? Of course I do. You have a pretty little wife who likes the new apartment you just rented. Sure, but... Now, if you want it on the line, here it is. You do as Kaiser tells you or get a new job. Now, which is it going to be? Make up your mind and fast. We go to court on Monday. I...
0: I... I... Well, I'd like to think it over.
2: Sure, sure, Don. Think it over. I'll give you just 30 seconds. While you're mulling it over, I'll write out a check for two weeks salary. No, no. Don't do that. You testify? Yes. As Kaiser advises? Yes. Good. Now, I'm sorry to put the pressure on, Don. I had to know just what sort of a guy I had for my assistant. Now, get on over to Kaiser and get a briefing.
3: Mr. Taylor. May I come in? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, Why not? Sit down. Can I get you a
0: drink? No, thanks. Um, Denton, I had a talk with our lawyer this afternoon. So? Well, look, he's one of the smartest in the business. You don't stand a chance. Oh, that's very discouraging, but, uh, why do you tell it to me? Well, I... I want to save you a lot of trouble and money. I, I, I take it that you don't have too much. Very little money, but lots of trouble.
3: Matter of fact, I won't be able to hire an attorney. I'll have to
0: plead my own case. As I told you, I think that you're a very good writer. Well, this suit, even if by some quirk you win it, will hurt you. How do you figure that? Our producers don't like to be sued. it will give you a black eye in the trade. Uh-huh. Uh, when a script comes in with your name, they'll remember you as the one who sued Rusk. So what am I supposed to
3: do? Let you and Russ pull a fast one and forget all about it?
0: You're interested in $950, aren't you? No, no, not entirely. Well, that's a good script. It'll sell. I'll do everything I can to help you sell it. Why are you so interested in me? I don't want the suit to take place. Why? When you're so sure you'll win. Well, I'm afraid the misunderstanding was mostly my fault, and I don't want to testify against you. There was
3: no misunderstanding. I asked if the sale was definite, and you said it was. Oh, (laughs) I get it. When you get on the stand, you'll deny everything.
0: Hmm? Listen, I, I have to. It, it means my job. Bad as that. Yes. So, it's me
3: or you. I suppose it is. Well, that makes an interesting situation. There's more at stake than $950. What do you mean? Whether I was wrong about you. You know, of course, I haven't a chance if you deny that telephone conversation. That's
0: right. I was rather banking on you to come through and tell the truth. Believe me, I'd like to, Denton. I I thought that Rusk was different. He wouldn't pull a stunt like he did on you. Are you sure it was Rusk you thought was different? Or yourself, Taylor? Hmm?
3: Maybe a little of both. You read Faded Glory, didn't you? Of course. About this fellow who started out like a Cyrano de Bergerac was always going to hold his banner high... There was to be glory in the good fight against the old enemy, hypocrisy. But he gave
0: in a little here, a little there, and the glory faith. Lay off. I know the script. Don't rub it in. I, I don't like what I have to do. That's what I'm banking on. Well, don't bank on me.
3: Rusk is banking on you to lie for him, isn't he?
0: Yes, I suppose he is. You know
3: he is. If you lie, I don't have a case. If you tell the truth, he doesn't have a case. Look, I don't owe anything to you. You're just another writer. And rusts your bread and butter. Yes. Haven't you heard a man can't live by bread alone? Don't call off your suit. No. Why not when you haven't got a chance? I have one chance, and I'm going to take it. What chance? That when the chips are down, you will tell the truth.
0: (sighs) Thank you. Thank you for the compliment, but don't depend on it.
2: is Joel P. Rusk, owner of the Rusk TV Company. I produce programs for radio and television. A script named Faded Glory was submitted by Mr. Denton, an unknown writer. By that, I mean he had only a few credits. I read the script, rather liked it. Told my assistant, Donald Taylor, that we were interested in the story as a possibility for one of our packages. Mr. Rusk, did you at any time tell Mr. Denton you were definitely going to buy the script? I did not. Only that it was a possible sale. As a matter of fact, I had no dealing with Mr. Denton at all. I talked to him only once. when was that? When he came to the office and demanded that I pay him $950 within 10 days or he would sue me. Did he give any explanation as to why he was going to take this action? He evidently was under the impression that we'd promised definitely to buy his script. But no such promise was ever made by you? Definitely not. Uh, what position does Mr. Donald Taylor hold in your firm? He is script editor and my chief assistant. Does he have authority to buy anything without your approval? Oh, no. He reads all scripts as they come in, rejects those that don't fit the program, passes on to me those he thinks are suitable. Then we get together and from this group select the stories we buy. But even from this group, a number will be rejected. Oh, yes. Uh, if we will do uh, 13 scripts, Donald send in at least 20. Uh, This gives us a margin of seven. So the fact that a script got by the first reading by Mr. Taylor doesn't mean a great deal. No, only that it has one chance in 20 of being bought. Thank you, that will be all. Your witness, Mr. Denton. Thank you.
3: Oh, uh, Mr. Rusk. How long has your assistant, Donald Taylor, been with you? Three years. Uh Uh-huh. You have a high regard for his editorial ability. I do. So if he passes on a script to you with a recommendation, you'd be inclined to think that that script had some quality? Yes, I would. And my script, Faded Glory, was passed on with a recommendation. That's
2: right. However, as I testified, seven scripts had to be rejected. After careful consideration, yours was one of them.
3: And Mr. Taylor can buy nothing without your final approval? Right. Mr. Rusky, you aware that on Wednesday, uh, January 18th, at 11 o'clock in the morning, Mr. Taylor called me by telephone and told me you definitely wanted to buy my script, and the price was
2: $950? Well, it's quite possible my assistant did call you, but if he did, I'm sure you must have misunderstood. I didn't
3: ask you whether it was a possibility he called. I asked you if you were aware that he did call. Now, can you answer that, yes or no?
2: No, I am not aware that he did call.
3: Still, you've admitted it was possible.
2: Yes. Now, when your firm calls a writer, what is usually the purpose? Oh, we call him to tell him to come in for a script conference, or that we wanted a certain scene rewritten, or any number of reasons.
3: Would one of those reasons be that you wanted to buy a script?
2: Oh, yes, that would be another reason.
3: But in the normal course of business, you wouldn't pick up the telephone just to tell a writer you were interested in his script. Oh, that's entirely
2: possible. Oh, come
3: on, Mr. Rusk. There wouldn't be much
2: point in that, would there? I object to this line of questioning. Mr. Rusk has testified he's not aware there was a phone call. That point can be better testified to by Mr. Taylor when he takes the stand.
3: Very well. No more questions.
0: (laughs) Donald Taylor. I'm script editor for the Rusk TV Company. On Wednesday, January 18th, did you call Mr. Denton? Yes. Will you tell us what was the nature of that call? Uh, Denton had called a number of times about his script, and, well, I called him to tell him that I had read it and passed it on to Mr. Rusk, and uh, there was a possibility that We might use it. Only a possibility, not an ironclad promise to
2: buy it. I, uh... You did not send him a contract. Uh, No. And it's customary, isn't it, to send a contract when a definite sale is to be made? Uh, Yes. So the finalization of an agreement to buy a script is the signed contract. Yes. Uh, One final question. In your telephone conversation with Mr. Denton, can you recall anything you said which might be interpreted to mean there was a definite sale? No, I... I... May I uh, ask the witness
3: to repeat his answer? I did not hear it. No, that's all your witness, Mr. Denton. Mr. Taylor, when you took the stand, you put your hand on the Bible, and you took an oath. Did you not? Yes.
0: Now, could you repeat that oath? Uh, Oh, it went... uh... I do solemnly swear to uh, tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. There's a bit more, isn't there? So help me God.
3: Then you're aware you call on the almighty power of God to help you give true testimony in this case? Uh, I, well, yes. Then I have only one question to put to you. In your direct testimony, did you tell the truth, the whole truth? and nothing but the truth take your time
2: mr taylor i object this young man knows nothing about law it's an insult to imply the witness didn't tell the truth in his direct testimony it's a reflection on my integrity it's incompetent immaterial
3: overruled did you or did you not tell the truth
2: in your direct testimony i
0: i i did not
2: i, I object I asked the court to permit no further questions. I wish to testify.
0: Now, is it the truth
3: that you called me and told me Mr. Rusk was buying my script, that it was a definite sale, and I could sign the contract when I came in for a script conference? Yes.
0: Will you tell the court why this verbal agreement was broken? A script came in from a friend of Mr. Rusk's, and he decided that he would do it instead. Thank you, Mr. Taylor.
3: Your witness, Mr. Kaiser. No question. I asked the court to give a directed verdict in my favor, plus court costs.
0: Granted. Court adjourned.